hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line ball to start this game. Jeremy Loblotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is the guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in a right back. He's out. Dad Griffin. He's just fought. Stu Griffin. Oh, my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Stu Griffin. This is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Vinnabush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, Victor. He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. A sheer stagger by a big left hand. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode number 92 of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who drop the gloves and the fans who enjoy watching them do it. Super, super late getting this episode out, folks. I apologize. There's a couple reasons for that I'll get into. Um, you know, I, I I recently had the Kelly uh, Kelly Bent interview, and I got a lot of great feedback on that, so thank you to those who tuned in. I know people have been patiently waiting for the uh episode here labeled walk the plank and i'm kind of going to talk about the uh tough guy signings around the echl currently and i'm going to talk about um you know who i think might be the toughest team as you can tell by the picture and the title I'm, I, I think you know i'm going to say it's savannah but i'll get into why here in a bit um if you haven't been in the loop but um yeah well i guess before we get into everything of course i got to mention the Five for Fighting podcast is a proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network, although I'm sure they're like, what the hell do we sign this guy on here for? Which he <laughs> comes out with a podcast once every six months. Um, no, I kid, but uh, every every NHL team is represented on the network, so if you're a fan of you know whatever team it may be, Flyers, Penguins, uh, Sharks, Ducks, doesn't matter, uh, East Coast, West Coast, they have a show for you. Um, there's over 100 shows now on the network, which is actually crazy. I remember back when it was 50 and it seemed like a lot. Um, and that was when Darren was originally on it. And so now they got over 100 shows on the network, which is pretty cool. I apologize. I, excuse me. I apologize if I sound a little nasally. I'm coming down with some little like little sniffles. I don't know why. Um, so I apologize again. As I know, last episode in the intro, at least, I was, uh, I was dying last time. Um, but on the original content side of things for the network, you have myself. You have Joe Lazito over the Coliseum Chronicles, the Penalty Box, which, as you can tell by that name, he is an Islanders-based enforcer podcast, and um, recently he's been venturing out, though. He's been doing a segment called Off the Island, and that's where you know he interviews guys who may not have been with the Islanders organization, but that's still kind of like his main focus. He still uh, tries to get guys who are in the organization. Um, I apologize, uh, both him and Darren. I haven't uh, <laughs> I haven't kept up with any episodes. My schedule's been all over the place lately. Um and of course, as you've heard me mention before, Darren over at the Fourth Line Voice, the original Enforcer-based podcast, um, tremendous back catalog. Both guys have great back catalogs. Um, the, I mean, the the 
Rolodex of players that they have is unreal and unmatched, in my opinion. Um, and of course, the other Enforcer podcast is Jordan out at Five in a Game, who focuses on the Quebec League stuff, whether it's LNH or Quebec Major Junior. So, um, to get your all, all your Enforcer fixins, I think we're the big four here on the network to, um, you know, scratch that itch for you guys. So, um, I appreciate the network for hanging in there with me and, uh, <laughs> still allowing me to, you know, be a part of it, regardless if I have been posting, uh, podcasts or not. Um, so, well, as you know, I think I mentioned in the last episode, um, I recently just got a new job, um, and it's been great. And it was basically, for the first like week and a half, two weeks, I kind of wanted to just kind of get in the swing of things. Um, but uh, I, I was, I got into everything. Everything was going smoothly. Basically, I work at a a, a dispensary now, so I work at a cannabis dispensary, um, and I you know sell cannabis to people who are in need of it, whether it's recreational or it's um you know for medical reasons. I've had veterans with PTSD come in asking for stuff. We have um, cancer patients. It's actually really cool. Um, this is all kind of new to me. So, you know, seeing the, the medical benefit side of everything with the cannabis is, uh, has been really cool. Um, unfortunately we had somebody break into the store and it wasn't just a normal break in, uh, literally drove a car through our storefront. So that put a, that, that's probably one of the biggest wrenching things that happened. Um, so now basically our storefront is, we, we have a temp wall up, um, but I have been moved to night shift to watch over the store at night. So um, really trying to get used to that schedule, trying to find time with that, uh, balance it with my wife, the dogs, everything like that. So I do apologize, folks. Um, obviously, I couldn't. none of us at the store could have planned for some fucking assholes driving through the storefront and knocking everything down and ruining it for everybody. Um, so we're currently waiting on renovations. How long it's going to be like this, I don't know. Um, it's tough to say. My boss doesn't know. Um, it's unfortunate that people are like that and they're assholes. Luckily, they didn't get anything. We lock everything up at night and take everything off the shelves. So fuck you guys. I hope it was worth it. You guys didn't get a fucking thing. Um, and it's just some fucking teenagers out here, of course. Um, you know, whatever happened like ding dong ditching and shit as teenagers. I, you know, I remember doing dumb stuff as teenagers, but never, never once in my life did I say, you know, what, let's go break into a fucking store. <laughs> I don't know. Again, they never ended, they didn't even take anything. They were in the store for less than a minute once they broke it down and realized everything that um, was gone. So fuck you guys, whoever you are. Um, but no, so that's been that's been tough. I had my my truck break down on me too. Uh, literally had to pretty much scrap the fucking thing. My old avalanche. I don't know what it was. It was within like two weeks of each other. My truck went down. I know Darren's transmission went out on his car. He had to get it replaced, and I believe Jay out in Iowa. Um, his wife's car took a shit on her, so they had to get a new car for hers. And this was all like in the same two weeks. So apparently <laughs> us three stooges are not, not allowed to have nice things with the cars apparently. Um, so that played a factor into it too. Cause I had to find something kind of quick. Um, so that took priority at that time. And then beforehand I was sick, um, a few weeks ago and I think I might be getting sick again. I don't know. Sure. Hope not. Might just be allergies, but I definitely got some snifflies going on. So I apologize if you hear me sniffling throughout the entire podcast here. Um, but that being said, I appreciate everybody for sticking it out with me here and, uh, you know, kind of being patient. I had a few people ask me, when is this episode going to be out? And it was supposed to be out. I was going to do it actually last week and, uh, ended up recording the whole podcast about an hour long. Come to find out. I didn't realize it cause I have my headphones on. Um, I don't know if anybody else has like Hulu or whatever on, um, like on their TV or like Hulu TV. And if anybody else has this problem, so the, you know, the TV or whatever, when the show is on its normal volume, for whatever reason, when the fucking ads come on, it is blaringly loud, like speakers blown the fuck out. Basically, I swear to God, um, I don't know why Hulu does that. 
But I had I leave the TV on out in the living room. If I'm by myself out here, I'll leave the TV on out in the living room for the dogs. They you know just kind of drown out some background noise for the dogs. Um, I must have had the TV too loud because I went back just to listen to the podcast just to see how audio levels are here and there. Um, holy shit! Uh, <laughs> you could hear the TV in the background like almost the entire time. So that kind of sucked. Um, so I had to completely scrap that episode. This was supposed to be out last week, so I apologize. Um, but Nonetheless, here we are. We're making it happen. So um, I guess we will kind of start getting into everything. Um, As I mentioned at the top of the show, this episode is going to be focused on kind of the tough guy signings that have currently happened in the ECHL. And it's actually, it's almost kind of good that it's been delayed a little bit. There's a silver lining to it. It's because there's been more signings since I was going to originally release this episode. So um, that's good. More stuff, more content for me to talk about. Um, I will also be piecing together um, basically the top five tough guys, um, as voted on by fans and players in the ECHL. Um, uh, so that's basically going to be, it's not a end all be all list. It's not in any particular order. It's basically just kind of tally. I tallied up who, whose name I saw the most pop up. Um, I always love doing those exercises. And, uh, I also say that with a great assault because you'll say, you know, Hey, give me your top five, uh, ECHL enforcers. You'll have somebody just come in, Sean Allen. Okay, anybody else? And then it's like they don't say, like, I asked for a top five. <laughs> you come in. Kyle Newber. Okay, again, I asked for a top five. <laughs> but you're just giving me one answer. But thanks for playing along, guys. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, for every, you know, one one player answer, there was a bunch of others that gave me really, really good answers and uh, actually a top five list. So um, I got it tallied together. Um, I basically just went through whichever names uh, popped up the most. Um, I, cause I, the thing is I didn't ask people to put it in any order. And so I didn't feel like I could, cause I was going to do it kind of based on points almost like if they were number one, that's, you know, five points. If they were number two, that's four points or whatever. Um, but I don't think people really labeled it as that. So I'm, I'm basically just going to say just a general top five and it's going to be in no particular order. Um, that'll be after we discuss some of the signings, but, um, yeah, so that's a that was a lot of fun doing that. Uh, of course, the uh, <laughs> ECHL has uh, taken down the Darian Skio fight video again. I don't know what it is. They don't like me. I've made a post. I even made a post saying like I don't know why they always take my shit down. Um, here's the video again, and you know, two hours later it was down. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with the ECHL. Anybody else is allowed to post content, but the Five for Fighting podcast is a no go. Um, I guess they didn't appreciate it whenever I called them out for it off the rip and have since held, since held a grudge against me ever, ever since then, whatever. Um, anyways, nonetheless, I guess we will start getting into these signings here. I know we're 10 minutes in and sorry to take up some time. And again, sorry for being so delayed getting this episode out. Um, let me one second, let me get a swig of drink here. Boy, I'll tell you what. You know, when you get on a diet and you're, like, trying to drink, like, the zero-calorie sodas, my God, they suck. <laughs> I'm not the biggest soda person in general, but, you know, I, I drink almost a gallon and a half of water a day. Uh, so you got to change it up a little bit. And I have a zero-sugar cream soda, and it is just terrible. Uh, so that's my – if anybody's looking looking for zero-sugar cream soda, just don't fucking do it. Um, Coke Zero, I don't mind, but – Again, I try not to drink a lot of soda. Every, every, once in a blue moon, I'll switch it up, and it's just terrible here. Um, but anyways, I guess we will get into the signings here. So, I still think the biggest, the, at least the biggest team to look out for is, of course, Savannah with the Ghost Pirates. As you can tell by the uh, the name of the, uh, the podcast uh, episode here, Walk the Plank. 
It is in, in reference to the Savannah Ghost Pirates. Um, I guess, well, before I get into uh, the players there, I do want to make an apology. Um, I had completely thought that Jack Van Bokel was going to be back with the uh, Savannah Ghost Pirates because he was traded there last year. Um, and someone had pointed it out to me that he just signed with someone else. Um, so I made that mistake. Because normally I, I, I pretty much don't like to announce players and stuff like that unless I know it's a sure thing. Um, and I had 100% thought he was back in Savannah, so I thought it was going to be Darian Skio, Anthony Collins, Jack Van Vocal, and Tyler Drevich, but uh, Jack Van Vocal has signed with the Jacksonville Icemen, um, who also just signed another guy. I think it was either today or yesterday, uh, which I'll talk about here in a little bit, but as we go on. All right, we're back. Sorry about that, folks. My nose has been running, and uh, it was getting to the point where I needed to go blow my nose, so I apologize. Um where was I? Oh, yeah, but the uh, Savannah Ghost Pirates, you want to talk about a team that knows how to sign some toughness, because I know they did it last year as well, um, but holy cow, they re-signed uh, Darian Skio, which, by the way, I don't, after making his fight video, I don't think he lost a single fight last year. Um, Skio looked fucking great. Uh, they also signed Anthony Collins, who, of course, uh, veteran at this point in the ECHL. Uh, still loves to throw down. I'd say one of the top dogs in the league for sure. I know Anthony's chomping at the bitch to get in more tilts too because I know he fought Jack Van Bokel twice last year um, when Anthony was with Kalamazoo. And that was really all. He could only get two more fights than that. He only had four fights total last year. So that was very um, uncharacteristic of Anthony Collins. And let's just say um, I know personally that he's chomping at the bitch and uh, ready to get after it and drop the mitts and get some tilts in next year. So um Definitely excited for that. Him and Darian Skio as a one-two combo. I mean, holy shit. Hide the women and children, right? Uh, those are easily two of the... Th I would probably say those are probably two of the top five, actually. Um, that's a little spoiler for the list here at the end. But um, based on feedback from fans and other players, I would definitely say those two are probably top five in the league. Um, so... If that wasn't enough, they also signed Tyler Drevich, who Tyler Drevich, I wouldn't consider him a heavyweight, more so an agitator, but like a uh, kind of a middleweight um, kind of category if you had to put him in a weight class. And so, you know, you got these two, the two big dogs running around. So if you want to play fuck around, there's that. And then on top of that, if you want someone to get under your skin, you got Tyler Drevich to go around there and run amok and start shit, go, start shit and get everything going. So um, I am excited to see what the Ghost Pirates do. Uh, this season, and I'll be definitely on the lookout for Anthony Collins, Skio, and Drevich. Um, that's probably, again, and they signed a lot of toughness last year. They had Skio last year, uh, Nico Blatchman last year, um, and uh, fuck, they had somebody else. I can't remember off the top of my head um, why his name's escaping me, but uh, Savannah, they're doing it right. I told um, I told Darren at the fourth line voice, I was like, fuck, they're, how to run a hockey team in 2023 it's look at the blueprint you want to put ashes in the seats you're gonna you're gonna fucking go to savannah for it because man they've been um they're signing some toughness and i love to see you love to see it in the year 2023 um i guess moving i guess since i brought it up earlier we'll move south a little bit so jacksonville just signed uh jack van bokel which is another great signing veteran guy um actually he did very well against collins in their in their two fights that they had last year so um he definitely knows what he's doing uh, but they also signed Michael Turner, formerly of the Atlanta Gladiators. They have signed Michael Turner, and he is definitely a tough dude. I wouldn't say a heavyweight. I don't think he's one of the top dogs in the league, but a dude who's definitely not afraid to drop the gloves and throw down when he has to. Um, I believe Jacksonville is kind of filling that gap because from what I understand, uh, now take this with a grain of salt. This is just my interpretation of it. I believe Travis Howe is still going to be with the San Diego Goals next year um, in the AHL. 
which as you know, he signed with them last year. He got called up there last year and pretty much never came back until the goal season was over and how came back with the uh, Iceman for the, um, the Kelly Cup playoffs. So I, I believe from what I've read and from what I've seen other fans post um, talking about like the ja- like Jacksonville fans posting, um, from what I understand, Travis Howe is going to be back in the AHL this season with the San Diego goals. So I think they're really trying to fill that void. And I think they did a good job of it doing, uh, getting Michael Turner and Jack Van Buchel in there. I know they also signed Brandon Yemens early on in the season. Um, and Brandon Yemens was one of the guys involved in the double knockout video at the very beginning of the season last year. He played briefly with Florida, so I got to see him play. He got in a couple scraps. Unfortunately, one of them, the camera, you didn't like see it. The camera just didn't pan over fast enough. It's like the camera gets over to the scrap, and they're already on the ice. You're like, oh, fuck, you know. The struggles of minor pro hockey um, streaming, right? But uh, So Jacksonville, I think, is they're, they're doing well in terms of toughness. Um, I'm not going to lie, folks. Florida, I'm a... I'm a a little worried about uh they haven't signed Kyle Newber back yet I don't know if he's going to be back um he's played a lot of hockey there's a lot of miles on the body so Newber, I didn't know if he was even going to be back last season so it's always kind of a toss-up I know fans are still hopeful that he'll sign I have no clue if he will or not so I guess only time will tell but they um Florida really hasn't signed anybody folks um if they're going to play Jacksonville and Savannah, they're going to get pushed around. I mean, even Orlando just re-signed Jimmy Mazza. Um, I know Ross Olsen retired, uh, and he is going to be coaching, I think, up in like Boston or something like that. I believe he announced that on um, Joe Lazito's show at the Coliseum Chronicles, actually, which that's actually probably one of my him – and, him and Jimmy Mazza are probably two of my favorite interviews Joe's ever done, and I remember messaging him with that um, – Two fantastic interviews. So I encourage folks, uh, obviously, if you're listening to the show, you're probably an ECHL fan, probably a tough guy fan. So go check out that show um, or both those shows. I think um, they both might be two-parters. I could be wrong. Um, But, yeah, go check those interviews out. Tremendous job by Joe, and those are two of my favorites. Those guys are beauties for sure. Um, But, yeah, so Olsen is retired. Mazza is back with Orlando. And uh, Florida really hasn't signed anybody, and that's kind of weird to see. Normally, they always have at least a little bit of toughness on their team. Um, So, I don't know. We'll see where that goes. But uh, I know Greenville just signed. um, I believe they re-signed Justin Knockbauer. I could be wrong. Okay, I just double-checked it. My fault. Uh, it was Mark Lewis that the that Greenville had just re-signed. And Mark Lewis, kind of an old-school guy, played uh, played in the dub back in 03, 04. He's been playing for years. He's been over in the uh, EIHL for quite a few years here with uh, Cardiff, with the Devils. Um, so they just re-signed, or they just signed him. I don't know if Knockbauer is going to be back. I know Knockbauer led the league in fight, fight totals last year, with, I believe, with 11. Um, so I don't know if they've re-signed him or not yet, but there's at least Greenville's got somebody up there. Um, I know Norfolk had actually just re-signed, or excuse me, not re-signed. Um, I guess they re-signed him because technically he was traded there. But nonetheless, Josh Thrower heading up there. Oh man, and whoever is doing the promo for um, for Norfolk when they re-signed him, holy shit! Talk about Stone Cold. Yeah, so they were doing the promo of, uh, you know, kind of what, what Josh Thrower is all about. And, of course, we know he's all about throwing down and um, really digging into the enforcer role for sure. Oh, the social media guy posted him knocking out. I think it was Sean Leonard. It was either Sean or Steve Leonard, one of the Leonard boys, um, <laughs> when when they were with Norfolk. So there he is fucking knocking out one of the Norfolk Admiral players as they just signed him. So that's pretty cold. I love it, though. Um 
you know, I'm excited to see Josh Thrower up there in Norfolk. Uh, I know some fans were disappointed that Nico hasn't been re-signed there yet. So, um, you know, I, I Josh Thrower was a great, great person to fill that void for toughness up there for sure. Um, and actually, the North is getting a little bit tougher as the days go by. Yannick Turcott is back with Adirondack. Um, I don't think I have to sell you guys or talk about Yannick Turcott too, too much. Because, um, I mean, what else? There's a fuck. The dude's a tank. Built like a... I mean, I wouldn't wear a fucking shirt if I looked like Yannick Turcott. We'll put it that way. Um, so I'm very excited for that. He's back up there with Adirondack. And Chris Ordabody, former guest of the show, uh, really helped get the uh, Clash of the Coast tournament rolling, especially up there in Wooster, is now back with the Railers. So I'm looking forward to seeing Chris Ordabody up there. Um, definitely a little little different look up there in that division now that Josh Thrower is there, and then they have Yannick Turcott back. So uh, the North is getting there. I, there's still a couple teams lacking toughness, like I think Redding and Trois-Rivières. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. But, yeah, the North is kind of getting a little bit tougher out there in the uh, the Central League. There really hasn't been too, too much going on in the Central League. I know Indy Reef, uh, I was about to say refueled. Yeah, because that makes sense. <laughs> uh, the Indy Fuel, they re-signed um, Christian Cameron. So I'm looking forward to that. There's uh, old, old Wham Bam. Thank you, Cam, out there. Very tough dude um, for sure. Um, I'm looking around. I think, did Iowa re-sign somebody? I don't think they have yet. Um, I'll put it this way. Um, Fort Wayne has Cade McNelly, so I'm definitely looking looking forward to that. Cade McNelly, that's who it was. Now that I'm, now it's coming back to me. So last season, Cade McNelly was originally supposed to be with the Savannah Ghost Pirates. So they were going to have, last year, they were going to have McNelly, Blashman, and uh, Skio. So that was going to be the, the, the three-piece combo there. And now here's a quick word from our sponsor. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Get in on the NFL two-week action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for gambling problem? Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 in age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. But there was something, something happened, so something fell through with that. But Cade McNelly is now signed with the Fort Wayne Comets. Um, definitely looking forward to seeing him. This is going to be his first year pro. All the best of luck to Cade McNelly. I know he listens to the show as well. Um, you know, go out there, Cade. Give it hell. We'll all be watching. Um, you know, I would say I'd be posting your fights, but the ECHL doesn't like me posting fights because for some reason the Five for Fighting podcast is the only one who's not allowed to post fights, but everybody else can. Um, so, you know, maybe if I happen to get some footage of it, I'll post it. <laughs> um 
But no, I kid. So looking forward to seeing Cade out there. I think Fort Wayne is going to be in for a real treat. Uh, Cade will definitely definitely get the pot stirred up there. There's no doubt about it. I know Kalamazoo has someone coming. I, they haven't made it official yet. Uh, and actually, this is, is something I wanted to talk about. So I alluded to this a few weeks ago that Kalamazoo has something in the works. I know someone who is signed there. The team just has not officially announced it yet. Um, I get asked when I make posts like that, like, you know, I'm hearing Kalamazoo is, you know, signing some toughness or I'm hearing Fort Wayne might be signing some toughness. Um, you know, I get people who ask, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And, you know, I, I would love to tell you guys, but the thing is, I don't want to say anything until the team makes it official because I just don't want to like, I don't want to say something's set in stone and then something falls through. Um, and I, it's out of more so respect for the player and the team as well. Uh, I don't want to, you know, be a source of leaks or whatever like that. You know, if I find something out, I'll, people who I, I trust, I'll tell. Um, and there's a reason I tell those people, because if you notice, none of this other stuff has ever gotten out. So there's a reason I tell those people who need to know. Um, so I, I appreciate folks who reach out. And, uh, you know, I, I I love that you're you're interested in knowing who's what. And, you know, kind of if I and, and I'll tell people, too, they'll ask me, hey, do you know of anybody maybe going here or going there? And, um, you know, I'll say, you know, hey, maybe yeah, you got some toughness heading your way. Um, I've been asked a lot of times. Actually, I get a lot asked a lot for the. Um, of all leagues, the the elite league over in the UK asking if I know of anybody going over there. And I was like, I have no clue. Um, I know Sean Allen over there. So that was a big loss for Cincinnati while we're talking about the central division. Um, but why well, I, I guess oh, we'll go side sidetrack here. Uh, holy shit. The EIHL, by the way, hockey fights, UK out there. Uh, fantastic job getting in that footage. There's been a lot of preseason fights out there. I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, where's the EIHL? What have they done? Like what? Who is this league? Because this you the the EIHL used to be very tough. Actually, uh, they used to have like McGratton, Jansen, Klotz, um, Josh Gratton, guys like I mean, it was a tough, tough fucking league. And recently, it's really gotten away from that. But holy shit, you know Nottingham and I think it was Cardiff going at it, and Johnny Walker, formerly of the Utah, um, was it Utah? No, he was with the Idaho Idaho Steelheads. Uh, Johnny Walker's out there throwing down for the Dundee Stars and stuff like that. So it's been pretty cool um, seeing these these ECHL guys go over there. I'm wondering if or was he with Dundee? Maybe it's Sean Allen's with Dundee. I can't remember. Um, I apologize, but it's been cool. I, I definitely say keep an eye out on the EIHL this year, folks. Um, don't sleep on it. Hockey Fights UK. You could find him on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Paul does a fantastic job. Like 99% of the UK fights that are out there are posted by him, and he has basically single-handedly preserved some history. Um, him and John Searson out there in the UK have preserved hockey fight history out there. So fantastic job. Uh, so do me a favor, go follow those boys. But yeah, it's been it's been cool kind of following some of the ECHL guys going over there. Uh, but basically kind of get back on track here. I, I really don't want to post any... Like, oh, I'm hearing, I don't know, if I Garrett Klotz to Idaho or something. I think if a Garrett Klotz comes back, I think he's going to be back with the Rapid City Rush. Um, but just something like that. Like, I don't want to I don't want to break that news and then have it be false. I felt bad enough saying that I thought Jack Van Bokel was back with the with the Savannah Ghost Pirates, let alone try to um, break a break a, the news of a signing and then have it be wrong. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of where, where I come from, folks. I just don't want to be that person that 
breaks news and it, it falls through and then I look like an asshole and I'm wearing an egg on my face. So um, I just appreciate folks who respect the players and the team's, uh, I guess, privacy or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, but whenever the announcement's made, the announcement's made and folks will find out then. And of course, I will post it then. So that's kind of where I'm coming from with that. I just Sorry, I just wanted to kind of get sidetracked there for a second and go on about that. Um, but yeah, so that's it for the central. I don't think Wheeling has had much. Toledo hasn't either. I think I think Toledo still owns Cole Frazier's rights. So if he comes back this year instead of playing in the in the UK, I believe he he will go straight back to Toledo. I don't think Mitchell Hurd is going to be back. Um, based on what uh, Mitchell might have posted on social media, I don't think he left Toledo on good terms. So I guess we will have to see what goes on there. Um, in terms of the Mountain Division, the Mountain Division has been kind of quiet. I know, <laughs> I know, Allen, uh, the Allen Americans have uh, recently re-signed uh, <laughs> Michael Robidoux, a very polarizing figure in the ECHL. So uh, I, I guess we'll play. How many how many games is Robidoux going to get this year? Um, hopefully none. I hope he plays a clean game. And I'm not saying he's got to be you know prim and proper, but you know play with an edge, but don't take it too far. Um, I think Rapid City's going to re-sign Klotz. I don't know if I like if Klotz goes anywhere. I think it's going to be back with Rapid City. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, in terms of the other teams, I don't know. I th- I don't know if Idaho still holds Marino's rights because I believe Kyle Marino was with the Henderson Silver Knights, um, which that's technically the affiliate of the Ghost Pirates. So I think if anything, Marino would go down to Savannah. So um, been a little quiet out there in the Mountain Division. I know Kelly Bent re-signed with Wichita, of course, guest of the last episode. Um, so I'm looking forward to see Kelly back with Wichita. I know the fans love him out there. That was actually the most uh, when I had um, when I asked fans, you know, hey, I'm having Kelly on the show. What are some things you want me to ask him? That was the, by far the biggest question. Wichita fans definitely wanted Kelly bent back, and they got their wish. So I'm excited for Kelly. Best of luck to you next year, sir. And Wichita fans, of course, are going to get treated to some more Kelly bent action. So. Um, as of right now, I believe that is pretty much it for tough guy signings in the ECHL. I'm going to go back and double check, but I believe that is pretty much it. I know there's still a few guys out there that we haven't um, haven't haven't seen signed yet. Like I said, we got like Klotz, Blatchman, stuff like that. So I'm curious to see where where these guys are going to go. Um, so I guess now we will get into the top five portion. I, I will say I'll do this. I'll throw I'll make it a top six because there was one guy that's in there, but I don't think he's gonna be in the ECHL this year, which I alluded to. Of course, Travis Howe was one of the most um, most I guess uh, typed out names, whatever you want to call it, most submitted players for the top five ECHL tough guys. Um, but I'm just gonna use him as a, oh, excuse me, I just bit the shit out of my lip. You know, talk much. Um, <laughs> But I'm going to use Travis Howe as an honorable mention just because I don't think he's going to be back in the coast next year. I think he's going to be back with the uh, San Diego Gulls. So I'm going to use Travis Howe as an honorable mention. But by far, the most requested names or the most submitted names, I should say, are, uh, for starters, uh, Josh Thrower. Uh, Again, very excited to see what he does out in Norfolk. We have Kyle Newber. Uh, and I could almost use him as an honorable mention because I don't know if he's going to be back next year, but because I don't think he's going to be in the AHL, I'll leave him in here. Um, so we got Kyle Newber, Anthony Collins for sure. That was another big one. Anthony Collins. Um, I think everywhere he goes, he just becomes a fan favorite. People loved him out in Kalamazoo. People loved him with Norfolk. I remember that. Um, 
You know, I don't know, Jay spoke very highly of him when he was with the Quad City Mallards. I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe he even, Jay, when we did the top 10 Quad City Mallard tough guys of all time, I want to say Anthony Collins made the list. And that's, a, that's saying a lot because the Mallards have had a shit ton of toughness over the years. When you get guys like McFarland, Toporowski, and guys like that, I mean, to throw, being in the same light as those guys is saying something for Anthony Collins. Um, now, I don't think Collins made the higher part of that list. Uh, I believe it was on the lower half, probably like the bottom bottom seven, I believe. But either way, just to be mentioned, a top 10 Mallard's Tough Guys uh, list is uh, it's that's a feat in its own. So uh, Anthony Collins, of course, the Wiley vet, still loves his role, still loves to do the job. Um, for those who uh, missed the interview, I have an interview with Anthony Collins from last year. You can go back and check it out. I forget the exact episode number, so I apologize. But yeah, go check that episode out. Fantastic show with Anthony. Um, the fourth name I will say is definitely got to be Sean Allen, he was up there. Although, again, I don't know if I can include him on the list. Because now, it's what sucks. I made had plans of doing this episode weeks ago, and then this everything kind of went down with him going over to the UK. But Sean Allen for sure was on the list, and he was voted um, the winner of the Clash of the Coast tournament this year. So no surprise that the uh, the fans showed out for um, Sean Allen this season. Uh, in terms of the top five tough guys. And last but not least, uh, Darian Skio was for sure the number five uh, guy, I'll say. Um, I think after submitting the fight video, too, it really people really kind of saw how dominant of a fighter he was last season. Um, but Collins, Skio, Howe, Nuber, Allen, and Thrower are probably, I would say those are the, the top six guys in the league. Um I would say Garrett Klotz too, but the problem is he just doesn't have as many fights per year, um, and I don't think it's I don't think it's his fault. I think it's just because of product of how tough he is. So I personally, I'm going to throw him in there. This wasn't a fan vote. I'm throwing Klotz, I'm throwing Klotz's hat in the ring. Uh, so I guess we'll do a top seven here. You know, as I, I change the rules as we go, um, but. Uh, yeah, there's the top, I guess, five or top seven, whichever you want to call it, uh, tough guys in the ECHL currently. Um, so, folks, with that out of the way, I appreciate everyone for bearing with me here. I know we've gone on for about 30 minutes here. I do have some irons in the fire for interviews. Um, it's just my since my schedule has now changed to night shift, It's I got to figure out the time. Like It's, it's going to be a mess for a second, so I apologize. Um, one guy, I got a former NHLer hopefully set up. Uh, I actually got to message him right after this. Um, hopefully, to, I got because I was supposed to actually interview him today, but now it's not going to work just based on the time we have um, and me switching. So, unfortunately, just not going to be able to make it happen this week. But very, very tough guy. You'll know exactly who it is whenever um, whenever the interview comes out. Um, I'd like to get back into doing more video, rev- or video reviews, video interviews, too. Um, where I re- actually record the interview via Zoom instead of just doing the audio. I used to do that. Then once the YouTube channel got shut down uh, previously, I kind of stopped doing it. And now um, I'm thinking about getting back into it. So uh, we'll have to see. I, I think if, I, if I'm if i able to land this interview with him, I will uh, probably this will probably be the first one I post. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. So be on the lookout. There's some good things happening for the podcast. Um, I encourage you to go check out the podcast merch over at Hit Club Hockey Supply. The boys are doing great things, and they were part of the. They helped uh, actually do the. Um, uh, what, what do you want to call it? Announced the signing of Orta Body with the Railers, so that was really cool. It's great to see Hit Club doing great things with the boys out here. It's part of the reason I uh, reached out to them and 
why we work together so well. Uh, they support the boys and they're supporting the MIHL out there in Michigan a lot too. Excuse me. So I'm seeing a lot more of hit, uh, presented by Hit Club out there. So really cool to see see the brand grow um, from where it started to where it's already grown. And as it, it's, I think it's only going to get bigger. So uh, Kurt and the boys out there, you guys are fucking crushing it. Keep doing what you're doing. And thank you, boys, again, for providing merch for the podcast. Um, if you guys want to check it out, it'll be in the description of this episode. Or you can just go to hitclubhockey.com. Uh, or just look up Hit Club Hockey Supply on Instagram, and you'll find it. There's links everywhere. There's the first thing on my Instagram page if you want to go. Uh, it's like the first uh, first little post or whatever. I got it pinned to the profile. So if you want to go check out the merch there, you definitely can. There's hats, T-shirts, hoodies, um, great stuff out there. If you want to follow the podcast, I encourage you to follow it on uh, – just search 5 for Finding Podcast on all platforms, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, that new fucking app, Threads or whatever, even though I, I still don't really know how – like how to work the fucking thing. Like I get it. It's like an Instagram Twitter, but I just, I don't know. Twitter's like dead to me or sorry, sorry, X, whatever. I don't know. X just seems like it's kind of fucking dead lately, but uh, whatever. So anyways, folks, uh, I appreciate everyone bearing with me. And, um, you know, I, I will be posting more regularly. I swear it was just, uh, unfor. I mean, nobody could have foreseen a couple asshole teenagers driving through our storefront and fucking up the shop for everybody. So, um, I do apologize for that folks, but, uh, nonetheless, we'll roll with the punches here and keep her moving. So moving forward, I'm hoping to get back into doing an episode a week. Um, whether it's ECHL related or not, um, you know, as more signings happen, I'll, I'll, you know, discuss them at, more further on the podcast here and there. Um, but yeah, so I appreciate everybody for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Please do me a favor, rate and review the show. It really helps the show grow, uh, helps the algorithm out on like, you know, Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, whatever it is. So, um, what whatever podcast you listen to, if it's a small time mom and pop show, me, Darren, Joe, or another show from the network, um, Give us, a, give it a review. You don't have to leave and write a review. Just give X amount of stars, whatever. Uh, like I said, it really helps us small time content creators out. So, uh, folks, thank you for sticking it out with me, and I appreciate everyone, uh, you know, reaching out of you know when I was going to release this episode and make sure everything's all good. So, just a lot going on, but nonetheless, we are rolling with the punches and making it happen. Until next time, folks, take it easy. You gotta fight for your